All right, welcome to the Wealthy Retailer Podcast. My name is Dan Holman, and if you're in and around the world of independent retail or retail in general, you're going to love this podcast and my guest. Today, Bruce Kirkland, the president of Lexus Edmonton, is joining us, and I've asked Bruce to come and share some of his experiential retail uh, expertise, if you will. Bruce, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. I'm actually uh, kind of excited to talk about uh, Lexus of Edmonton and our unique and unique approach to yes. the auto industry for sure. And but this approach, I think, can go across all businesses, Dan. It's I agree. Not, it's not just yeah. for one, right? Yeah, very well said. Very yeah, well said. Yeah. You know, our, our life sort of revolves around that independent retailer, yeah. but we certainly reach outside of that for shining examples. So before we dig into some yeah. of these examples, I want you to tell us a little bit about Bruce. Tell us sort of where you've come from and how you've become this, um, you know, god in the auto world that you are, this famous dude. I'm going to have to pay him before we get going here. So... <laughs> Uh, it's it's interesting, Dan, because when I opened Lexus of Edmonton, I put the shovel in the ground. I had absolutely no car experience, so if people were kind of you know this guy's going to fail. He has no car experience, but I bring a, a wide variety of backgrounds. First, my background was in education for a while, and then I started a, a property, property tax company, and we built that and got sold by a by Deloitte. I had to work for Deloitte for a while. That's not an independent <laughs> retailer, and it was a very different culture. And then after we I left Deloitte, I started an offsite. Uh, document storage company and that got bought by recall so uh, many varieties but through all those industries there's some common threads and, and of course right. all, all retail industry and stuff so so when I put the shovel in the ground it was an interesting story I I started I built it and then I started interviewing people and the first group I took was and I better be careful here but it was all car salesmen right. right and after every interview I went no, no, and it's funny. I'd ask one of the I asked one of the guys, "Can you give me a list of your of the of the customers that you sold to?" And he goes, "Why would you want that?" And I said, "Well, I want to know what people say about you because." So I I thought about it lots that night, and I changed it, and I hired people out of hospitality, and I decided then that my business would really be a hospitality business, on top of a car business. Right. And I think that's the problem with lots of businesses. They don't see themselves as hospitality, they don't see themselves as the customer experience being the most important thing. Right. The most important thing in any industry. And I, and I think we've all lost that. And so sometimes I have to remind my staff to step back and what business we're in. And, and people always right. say, I'm in the hospitality and relationship business. And people look at me and say, I thought you were in the car business. Well, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. It right. doesn't change, right? So it, it was very unique. And uh, so when we opened the door, people said he wouldn't be successful. and and pretty soon uh, the other companies woke up and we'd already passed them. Right, you've already l long since passed yeah. them. And how long has Lexus of Edmonton been open now? It's been 15 years since we built on 170th Street. We put the shovel in the ground. Yeah. And uh, 15 years when we opened it, we had 10% of the market. And right now we have 23% of luxury in Edmonton, the only city in Canada where Lexus is number one on market. I have yeah. an amazing team. I'm really proud of that because to be, you know, in other cities, Lexus is four and five in Edmonton, they're number one. Right. We all have the same product. Yes, there's a different approach on the business side right. of it. Right. And I think that that's And I really think you have a unique approach. You know, you talked about it as you started about yeah. the way that you looked at interviewed salespeople, yeah. but you have a different approach to recruiting and hiring and and coaching your yeah. team. And you know, you have people in your store today that 
are there for the 12 years I've been a customer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's a real true sign of, of the culture that we built because culture is really important inside our industry. You know, you, sometimes if you go buy a car, the guy's gone in a week. But you're right. I, my, my general manager, now business partner, started with me 12 years ago, 13 years ago. But we went and hired people out of hospitality. People can learn the product. Right. You can't right. teach the hospitality side, in my view. You know, so we went out and we got people out of Earl's, we got people out of, out of any hospitality store. And restaurants were really, really good for us, uh, you know, because Earl's has a really good training program. Right. And, you know, when you're in hospitality, you're smiling and is your fries okay? Can I get you another drink? <laughs> That's and, right. You know, and, and they're always trying to make sure right. And if something's not right, they have the power to make it right. I, I think our people know that they're empowered to make decisions, but our onboarding is very important. Our staff has to know our DNA and lots of times people onboard and, and don't really talk about their DNA. And that onboarding has to be done by me. Mm. It has to be. And so anyone that's new has to be onboarded and I have to spend time with them. We have a video PowerPoint. We talk about who we are, where we're going and why we're successful. But I think industry should look more to hospitality or train on the hospitality side. Right. Right, and I think that in your store, it's evident. I keep calling yeah. it a store yeah. because I believe that that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You know, I believe yeah. you're in you're, yeah. you're a store unlike uh, like many others. Yeah. You're selling a product and a service yeah. like the rest yeah. of us. Um, and so, you know, even when I come in that store, you know, there is a different feeling when I walk in. Well, and I think that's that's important. There's a different feeling. We we're in, we are in high end luxury, and I believe right. we're in luxury. So we treat it like a luxury hotel, like you're coming to a Ritz Carlton or Four Seasons. Someone's going to open the door for you. A simple thing. Yes. But you would not believe how many people come to ask, "Can I see Bruce?" And I come down and go, "You know, someone opened the door for me today." That simple thing. Uh, we don't page in our store. Right. Uh, I, I can't stand polluting <laughs> the air. Right. Parts 101 service to right. Bruce pick up long distance. That's just pollutes the air in my view. And it right. it, it takes away from an atmosphere uh, uh, of the culture we have, which is you know we're in hospitality. And when you come in, someone's probably gonna ask you four or five times, "Do you want water? Do you want coffee? Right. Can I help you?" And the other thing and is, I want you to know, it's everyone that asks you that yeah, question. Yeah. It's not the concierge, right. it's not the receptionist, right. it's not the parts guy. Yeah. Every single person, yeah. do you need a water, would you like yeah, a coffee? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think that's, that's, that's really important because, and they smile. And you can tell in the store when people are smiling and laughing. I know from my office when I hear people smiling and laughing, I'm happy. Right. I, I really am because there, you know there's that energy in the store. Right. Uh, I think it, it's important that we look at our businesses always are you working in your business or on your on. business? And it's a big difference, as right. you know, because you've been very, very successful in every place you've been as well. So, But I look at it through a different lens and my team looks at it through a different lens, but you have to keep training. You have to make sure that we train every day in our store. Every day we have training in the morning. What a good point. We've just, we just wrapped up a, a video series and I, and I talked about one of the five rules is always be coaching. Not always be selling, always, always be, be coaching. Coaching. Yep. coaching and training, you know, training, I mean, uh, you know, I, I have sort of removed training from my vocabulary and now that you already come to me, you're already trained. Yeah, you can yeah. sit and stand yeah. and pee and do all of that yeah. stuff and now I'm gonna coach you how to do it better. You know, you learned how to play hockey when you were a child. Yeah. Now I'm gonna coach you how to be better at it. And I think that that ongoing coaching is paramount in every business. I absolutely agree and it separates us out and we we don't just train on the product. I totally agree with you. Right. We don't because but we do train on the product and our competitors, but we train on all sorts of things. We can remind them of our DNA. We'll bring a, a speaker in on hospitality. Yes. Uh, you know, Danny Meyer who's a world-renowned restaurateur out of New York. 
he does a great video for us. And so we're always trying to have our staff improve and grow. And I think that's important. And, and, and I'm involved in that as is Matt is. We don't, we don't turn that over right. to somebody else. And we're finding that our inside training is more successful sometimes than bringing an outside trainer in. It right. really doesn't understand our culture, right? You know, so I think training and I call it mentorship and spend as much time making sure people have goals and and they're writing them down and we're following up with right. them and and every quarter we're sitting down with our salespeople saying where are you how can we improve you I think the question is is how can we help you be better right. be better not well Dan you're not doing very well we're not very happy it's Dan you know like yeah. you you want you want to get to ten cars or Dan you want to do this how can we help you right. what's your roadblocks you know, really trying to assist them to be successful. Because right. if they're successful, guess what? You stand at the bottom of your hierarchy. Absolutely. You know, you're there to support yeah. the team that's yeah. that's above you to achieve yeah. their goals. That's yeah. admirable. And I don't know that everyone does yeah. that. So you've said culture 16 times, and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to define the Lexus of Edmonton culture for me. As concisely as you can, I know that it's a big thing, but define culture for me. Culture for us is to make sure that everybody that walks into our store feels like they're a guest in our home. That's really important. And that's why you hear of all the stuff about, right. do you have a stuff? We walk you to the door. We open the door for you. We're positive. We smile. We always try to do the extra things that other people don't do. Go the extra mile in our culture. And to go the extra mile, such simple things. In business, we all probably do the big things well, but it's the little things right. that, that separate us from other car dealerships. Yes. And, and it's that kind of stuff. It's just being happy, looking after the guests, doing the extra mile. And I said, like, we call them guests. We don't call them customers. Right. right? And we could, like, you're a guest in our home. In so, your home. And we try to make, uh, it's a feeling, our culture is a feeling. People come into our store and go, like, it feels different here. And I right. love that. Yes. It does feel different. You're right. It, and so why does it feel different? It's all the little things that make yeah. it feel different, right? Yeah. You know, and... and and so do you have a, a pre-established set of values that you look for in people that, that are become their guiding principle that is aligned with, you know, what your vision is? We look always for people's skills first. Right. We always look for people's skills first. We also, it's funny on the sales side, different on the tech side, I think, sales side, we always look for things. First, are you educated, which is really important in my store. I really do not hire people that are uneducated. Right. It, it sounds dumb, but even if you've been no. to Nate, you've been to Grant McEwen, you've a... Concordia anywhere, as long as you're educated on the sales side, that helps. Have you been involved? Have you volunteered? Are you been on a sports team? We're looking for those kind of things. We're looking right. for the soft kind of skills. You know, when you, you've been through 100 resumes <laughs> and they all look the same. Right. So when we get in front of people, we always say, tell us about yourself. And we'll say, you know, tell us what people think about you. I think it's important that you look for things through the resume to those kind of things. Education's mm. important. Sports teams are important. Volunteer things are important. Why those is volunteer important? because one of part of our big culture is giving back to the community. And, and we want people to give back. So not just the company giving back, but our staff giving back. And I, I think when people volunteer in the community and do stuff in the community, they've got some kind of different value. And it's a value that right. we have shared common values. And when you have shared common values, the staff gets, it's important, right? I mean, I think more than a lot of business owners and managers that I've, that I've met, yeah. you know, in the 12 or 15 years I've been here, you're invested in this community. You know, you go above and beyond to be connected to the community and certainly have been been recognized and duly yeah. so um, for being that that big community leader. And and how do you coach that into your team now? Well, I, I think it's, first off, we try to hire that they, they'll do that. We involve them. We say to our staff all the time, what what value do you have? What organization are you passionate about? 
and we try to say, okay, I'm really passionate about Parkinson's. And so we sit right. down with them and say, well, let's look if there's an opportunity at Parkinson's. I mean, for us, it's our core value to give back to this community. The community gives back to us. Right. Why don't we give back Why to the we? community? We live here. And it's funny because we get people saying, you know, do something that's across Edmonton, Calgary, Red Deer. I'm not interested. Right. I'm interested in local and local only. And I, I think that our staff is really involved in that process. And they come to me all the time saying, can we sponsor this? Or, you know, my, my mom's got breast cancer. Can we do the breast cancer walk? And we're, we never kind of say no to that. We really look at that. And so right. that's engaging your staff. That holds your staff there too. They see you supporting them. You're supporting yeah. them, right? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be always a big check. It can be, let's just organize a walk and do the stuff. You know, Dan, when I opened, it was really funny. I, I, I had to change the vision. So I became an event center. Yes. And it was it was really interesting. And I had a, a, a sales manager who was a very old car guy. And I started hosting events inside the store. And he thought I was absolutely crazy. <laughs> We're doing business here. We, what are we, you know? And we'd move the cars out and we'd have people in. And he thought, well, this is, this is ridiculous. And, but you know what it did is we became, people came to a place. And the next time they came, they'd already been there. They felt comfortable. They yes. knew that. And, we, and established a reputation in town. Well, wow, Lexus is having to give us back. It was a win for me. They were coming to my store. They were in my store. There may be an event, but they saw a couple of cars and looked around. And yeah, and they certainly got a feeling of your staff, Absolutely. your team. And it was, better, it was better than advertising in the paper. It was better than advertising in the radio. Right. Because then people left and said, oh, I was at Lexus of Edmonton last night at an event. Well, what do you mean you're at an event at Lexus of Edmonton? <laughs> oh, and they were amazing. The staff was great and stuff. And, and we started doing that. And uh, it became one of our core values, a unique way to give back to the community. Right. Less checks from me having people in our home, right. and when you come to our home, then you may want to come back to our home right. if we treat you right. And how many events do you still do today a month? We used to do one a month, which was big, but it, it became honestly a little tiring for the staff. Yeah. And so now we've chosen about five major events in the store a year, and that's, that's yeah. our month. Doesn't mean that we're not supporting outside the community. Um, but people think I'm Syncrude or Telus because like right. you, I get a stack <laughs> of people now saying, you know, and some people ask me, well, you know, can I get $25,000? I'm going like, I'm a boutique store. <laughs> I'm one roof. Yes. And, you know, but they, because our reputation, it's great though. Our reputation is really good. I'll tell you a really interesting story. It was, I called Matt Miller, who's my, my business partner now, and I said, Matt, we've made it. And he goes, what do you mean you made it? I said, I got a call today. He goes, what's that call about? And they said, well, you know, there's this organization, the, the professional fundraisers, and they're doing a dragon's den. Yeah. And so, you know, they want three judges and, and uh, they called me and, and Matt goes, why do we make it? I go, well, Matt, like, it's the vice president of TELUS on, on, on it. He's, he, they've asked him to serve on it. It's a massive big company. And they asked the, the director of RBC and Bruce Kirkland from Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when you think of, when you think of TELUS and RBC right. and how big they are, and then there's this little one boutique store in Edmonton, and it was because we're doing so much in the community. Right. That turned into, you know, Dragon's Den. We have $200,000. Would yes. you give it to us? The problem is, is that, of course, after that, the six percent, the six people that presented the Dragon's Den all called me and said, can you sponsor yeah. something? Can you sponsor something for us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but it, it was kind of like... It made our reputation like, wow, like we're, we're in that league that people think that right. we are giving back. So I think it's really helped us in our sales, too, because people shared values. Like when we sponsor the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra, people on the board there at some point go like, you know, they have shared values. I, I should go have a give This is a where look. I should look. At least look. Right. At least give us the opportunity. Right. And that's all we want. We only want the opportunity. And if you right. have the opportunity, and, and I think once we have the opportunity, we kind of knock it out of the park, so it's yeah. good. I think I've told you this story before, but Bruce and I met 
uh, for the first time, I think it was 2007 or 2008, uh, on, a, on an advertising trip. Um, and maybe had a rum and coke. Yeah, maybe. Or, or, or it maybe. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, it's so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a long time ago. <laughs> but, but when we came back from that trip, I think we were in the airport, yeah. you know, and we had sort of connected yeah. and said, man, what a pleasure it was. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, fun together. Yeah. And then about a week or so later, I got this handwritten note from you that said it was a pleasure to meet. And, and I mean, it was a personal connection yeah. that, you know, for me, it wasn't about the car. Yeah. It was, I, and I called you and yeah, said, hey, yeah, listen, yeah. I need a Lexus. Yeah. I need to be one of your customers. Well, and the thing is, is that I teach my staff to, let's not sell. We're not selling anything. Right. I mean, and that's important. I'm a big believer in handwritten notes till to this day, by yes. the way. Oh my gosh. It's... You know, I think it's, it's a lost art. People yeah. send an email and say, you know, thanks for meeting the event last night. I will always try to write a handwritten note. Yeah. And I, I think it's a lost art and people just, and make it personal, not like, you know, it's great to meet you when you come by Alexis or when I meet you, when right. I meet you again. It's just like, wow, it's great. And I, I try to teach my staff that those kind of personal outreach things are way better. Right, much better. You know? And you're not calling, hey, Dan, there's a sale. Hey, Dan, there's a, you know, hey, Dan, we got right. a sale. Hey, Dan, it's 1%. And this call for sales all the time, well, people That's just noise. turned it off. That's noise. It is noise. It's noise. It is noise. It, it, and it becomes, right. becomes white noise that people yeah. forget about it. And it, let's not, I mean, it is important. That oh, that's absolutely. part of we the business. We have to sell cars. <laughs> we absolutely it, have to sell but cars. But it's the other things that we do. Right. And I, I think I've maybe said this before. I, I feel like retail is going to go backwards by about 50 years right now. And we're going to get back to this place where... When you walk in my store, I know your name. I know who you are. I have the ability to write you a note and say, thanks for spending time yeah. with me. You know, when we trained, Matt trained this the other day when we're talking, he says, you know hotels do it very well. They know you. Right. And he says, you know, when Bruce goes to Toronto, when he gets to the front desk, they go, Mr. Kirkland, welcome back. And, you know, and we have your room away from the elevator because we know you don't like the elevator. Right. And you still want the Globe and Mail in the morning. And, you know, and they know, they know you. They know you. Because the CRM is great and they have a great CRM. Right. Right. We can do way better than that. Like, I know the people and I'm teaching my staff, like, do they have a dog? Well, then, or they travel to Mexico. The next time you send them an email, say, hey, Dan, I was just thinking about you. I saw this article in Mexico, like, in Vallarta, it's yeah. a new restaurant. Send it to them. That's it. Right. That's it. Yep. You don't have to, you know, and put it back. And by the way, when it comes to buy a car, but I, I think we need to, I totally agree that we, retail needs to go back to where it's more personal, where we know your name. Right. We know a little bit about you and we can start with that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I came in the store a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, and hadn't seen Dean as one of the, what I call him a service advisor. Yeah, a service advisor. Been with you know, him a long time. I, very long time. Yeah. And I remember being at an event and Dean sitting at a table yeah. representing Lexus. And we had a great connection yeah. and a conversation. Yeah. But I hadn't seen him for a couple yeah. of years. And I walked in and, it, and we instantly reconnected. And he, I mean, he knew my name. It yeah. was like I was at Cheers. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was going to sit down and have a beer or a latte yeah. or whatever yeah. I wanted, yeah. really. Yeah. But it, it's that level of connection to your client that keeps them coming back. Absolutely, it's truly different than any other store. And the other thing is, is you as a leader or manager or mm -hmm. whatever needs to model that. Right. And we model that. My door is always open, Matt's door is always open. If a guest wants to see us, we're down there. Right. And when I opened, I was at the service counter every morning, not hiding. Yes, in plain sight. In plain sight saying, yeah. how are you today? What's going on? If there's an issue, can I handle it? And I think that was really a visible manager and we do that still to this day. And in retail, far too many leaders take themselves off of the game yeah, floor, yeah, off the floor, yeah. and they hide in the back room yeah. or up in yeah. their office or yeah. wherever yeah. instead of being present with their with their guest. Absolutely. And and for us it's important the start of our day is very busy. 
and the end of our day is super busy, right. it's important that we're visible. So if there's an issue, I'm not leaving De Dean Handel if it's an issue. Right. But you also empower them to make a decision. Of course. I never, they have all the power in the world to decide. Yes. I will never not support them. We will coach them, train them on the decision. If we're not happy, we're not going to come and say, well, that's, right. Dan, that's absolutely stupid. Right. Instead of saying, Dan, we made this call. That's great. The guest is happy. That's great. Next time, what do you think about doing it this way or another way to do right. it? That's all about mentoring and coaching the whole right. time. Yeah, you for know, sure. Don't carry a big stick around. And I think... <laughs> oh. I think that old manager system where you're, you know, you're the manager and you better pay attention, listen to me, is right. gone. It it's should gone. be gone. Should be gone. Should be gone. I think it's we not. still see it in, oh, in some retail oh, yeah, places, absolutely. some retail businesses, yep. or in lots of st businesses yep. still. Yep. You know, and at, at a level, it is a dictatorship. Oh yeah. At some level, oh, yeah. at yep. the end of the day, you have to make the decision. This is how you have to yep. carry yourself in this business. There, the the lines are wide though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Be yourself. Be this is what we need you to do. Well, you don't want guest. robots. You don't no, want robots. Exactly. You, you know, you don't want. You need personality. Personality for sure. And I think one of the things our success too is, as a mentor and a coach, and and we're always asking people. I think in your life, there's two important things. You should have a mentor, find a coach, and be a lifelong learner. Mm. And so, uh, reading great books, if you, especially and right. you know, retail, there's so many great books out there. You know, the Danny Meyer books, great. You look at Nordstrom's books. There's also Disney. I, I'm a big Disney fan, as you know. I love Disney. Right. I got my ears, so I'm pretty happy. Right. So, <laughs> and, and Disney training is amazing. And we not just don't send me. Make sure that your frontline workers get to right. engage Ex in that. Experience that. Experience it, right? But it's always, oh, there's a conference. Well, I'm going. Yeah. Like, you know, well, what, what about what about Dean? What about Lee on the desk? Right. We just sent two of our top service advisors to the United States two weeks ago for a conference, and they came back so energized. Right. Because we were trying to make a move that we knew would be a tough move for them. Yeah. But we sent them to the conference, and they came back. They're championing it now. They're championing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, I mean, that's about the inclusion. I mean, you Absolutely. need that frontline team to be included in what your vision is. Well, they they have bigger impact on the business than I do sitting up in my office. Right. And people right. don't recognize that. Those frontline workers every day at the service desk or yes. those sales consultants have a bigger impact sometimes than I will have. For sure. And and so let's talk about customers for a second. You know, guests, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> guests, pardon me, guests. Let's talk about <laughs> your guests. guests yeah. What is your you know, do you do you measure retention? Retention is really important, and in the auto industry it's called bleed. Like, how okay. often do people bleed? And so we'll look if we lost, if we lose a guest, it's a bleed, or we lost the retention, and we look at that and we try to figure out that why. It's funny that we will lose a customer, and three years later they're back they're because back. of our service. Right. They will want to try because you know, like everyone wants to try a different car sometimes. Right. Some people will never leave us because of service. Right. And before, to be honest, in 2007 and 2006, the cars were reliable, but they were boring. Right. Now they're sexy and reliable. They're not, bo they're not yeah, a boring yeah, car anymore. anymore. No, right. no, but they were. And now they, you right. know, and so we really had to work on service. I think we, we try to measure our retention as much as we can, and it's called bleed. So. Bleed. And so how do you influence, do you know when someone is bleeding? Do you know when someone is on their way out? Yeah, we, we know because if we store their tires and they ask for the tires back, right away that's right a away, red flag. You know a flag. And that's a flag that then Matt and I'll pick up the phone and say, you know, understand you're moving your tires out, you know, are you right. are you know, are you going to an independent or did we do something wrong? And look people well, I'm moving or you know, Bruce, I love your service and stuff, but I you know, I've had Lexus for eight years, I just want to try something different. Right. Or they'll may say, you know, I had an issue and then we go, Well, if you have an issue, can you come in? Can we talk about it? The opportunity is always to try to make it right. Right. And the question always to you, Dan, is, Dan, how can we make this right? right? Will you give me the opportunity to make this right? Right. And when you ask a person, Dan, will you give me the opportunity? Well, what are you going to say? Yeah, exactly. And the word track's so important, right? 
And I think we have to talk about, and we, we talk about word tracking all the time, not fake word tracking. No, but those kind being of being genuine. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It and, is. You know, it, it's our philosophy. Dan, it's our commitment to you. Right. Those kind of things are important. Right. And certainly when someone's upset, just we always say, will you give us the opportunity to make it right? Right. Have you seen yourself bring in more uh, other products to the building behind, to the, to the used car center, to well, attract people? Well, you know, we, we have a great opportunity. And it's funny because I'll tell you, I have two stores, one, one in front and one in the back. And the pre-owned center is about, you know, it's... 50, 80 meters, 500 meters away. For the first three years, it could have been across town. Right. Because the culture was very different. Very there. different. And it's because we weren't visible enough, visible there enough. I think on the pre-owned side, we have an opportunity to, it's the best kept secret in Edmonton, probably, because when you buy a car from us, we're gonna stand behind it. Right. It's not like, oh, you bought it, you drove it off the lot, you got home and something happened. Well, sorry, like you bought it. You bought it. Yeah, but I think we have a great opportunity there and we're looking at it. Uh, our detailing is phenomenal. Uh, you know, I started Dan with 15, 16 employees in 2005, and we're at 135 employees right now. Wow. That's tremendous growth, and that uh, had a full head of hair when I started there, <laughs> and now I don't. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, we, we have an opportunity there to do some stuff at the back, but we're so busy with our, our own guests and what we you know to expand out to do full detailing to the public and stuff it would really right. hurt our guest experience we right. always talk about the guest, guest experience. experience it's so important for us and we evaluate our guest experience all the time yes. so it's it's hard to yeah, do understood. much that that you know like we have a detailing special or we're, it's it's difficult right. there, there's so many pressure points right now yes so many pressure points so what we have to do is extend our hours right and of course would you, do you have to work Saturday? Well, you never worked a Saturday. Are you going to be happy with that? Right. How are you going to handle that? So yeah. we only have so much facility, and uh, so we're... And so you've gone against the grain, went against the grain right from the very Absolutely. beginning. Never opened on a Sunday. Never. Not going to open on a Sunday or a holiday. Never. And, and how do you think it impacted your business? Well, you know, it's funny. I think it's great for recruiting, first off. Right. I, I really believe it's important in recruiting that we're... In, and family... It's funny, because one family day I was in working, which in the morning and I was leaving and this guy pulling on the door, pulling on the door and I left mm -hmm. and he goes, you're not open today? And I said, no. And he goes, well, it's family day. And I said, exactly, my staff has families. And he looked at me and said, I'll be back. I'll be back. Right? <laughs> but you know, and, and you know, what are some of our competitors open Sunday to think they could get a jump on us. Well, you open Sunday and they sell one car or two cars. Right. A per person that can buy a luxury vehicle like a Lexus can come on Friday afternoon, can come Monday morning. Right. To, I'm worried about my staff, and it's also a great attraction tool. Right. You know, we're not open Sundays. Not open we're Sundays. Not, yeah. We're not open holiday Mondays. Don't worry about that. We're giving you a day off during the week. You know, and I think and our hours were different. Every hour was nine o'clock. I said to my receptionist when I first started, because the old car guy, oh, you have to be open till nine. People yeah. come at nine. Like you got to, you know, like. And I said to the receptionist, track it for me. Don't tell anyone. Just track how many phone calls we get and how many people walk how in. How many people walk in. And so then I went to Bob and said, look at these numbers. Right. Like let's cut our hours back. And he goes, cut our hours back. And I said, no, let, 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 let's close at 7. There's nothing happening between 7 and 9. Right. So the difference of getting home at 7.30 yes. or 9.30 is huge. It's a big a difference for a guy that's got a, a family, family absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right? Mm. Absolutely. Yes. So I think, you know, this idea in retail is 24 hours a day, open seven days a week, you know, because someone works shift work. Well, we're not doing that. Right. And it, I don't know what, why retail is going so 24 hours a day stuff, but I uh, guess I it think is. that there's been this instant gratification requirement. Yep. But again, I still believe that we're going to see, yep. you know, we're going to go back in time. Yep. We're looking at the biggest, 
e-com guys yeah. in the world right now saying, wait a minute, we're going to open brick and mortar stores. Is that interesting? As long, as you know, as these are our advertising mediums. Yeah. This is how we're going to gain market yeah. share. We're going to put up a store yeah. that's all about experience. Right. And you know, I'm going to say to them, you need to go and see Bruce at Lexus because yeah. he'll show you how to deliver an experience. Yeah, and I think that I, I totally agree. We call, we call our people said, well, I'm, we're boutique. Yes. We're a boutique store. Right. We're one roof. We're not a big group. Decisions mm -hmm. are made immediately there, right. which really helps too in our culture. Yes, and we all and people like, oh, your boutique, oh, boutique hotel. I like staying in boutique hotels. We're a boutique right. auto, <laughs> and boutique auto kind of sets a different standard right. or a different perception, right? So we can yeah. always improve, continual improvement. In Japan, Japanese word kaizen, kaizen. continually improving and right. continuing to look at our business. And, and you know, we were just off site in Red Deer in December for two days planning opportunities and challenges. I say to my management team, don't bring me the challenges, <laughs> bring me the opportunities, because there's, I know the challenges. Right. And, we're, and, right. they, and they were so engaged in this now, and when, they, when I first started doing it, I had to turn them back to them a few times to redo yeah. it. Now they absolutely love it. It's, it's so important. As a leader in your organization and in retail, where is, right. the, where is the opportunity? Where's the opportunity, yeah. right. Like, yeah, okay, so just before yep. we go, I want yep. to ask this yep. important yep. question because I know that you're impacted yep. by economy, but I know yep. you don't believe in it. How do you combat, as a boutique store owner, this yep. this widespread message of downturn? Well, uh, we make our own economy. Right. That's our message is like, you know, let's, let's not be looking out the window saying everything's sad. We'll make our own economy. We have an amazing database. We've got very loyal people. How are we going to keep them attracted? How are we going to build a wall around them? And what are we going to do to them today to help us in the downturn? Yeah, what a, what a great message from Bruce Alexis. Build your own economy. Absolutely. Yeah. Build your own economy. Um, Bruce. Because if I walk around with head down, oh, guys, it's horrible. Oh, right. You know, they're going to see that. Everyone's right? down. And we're not. We'll build our own economy. We'll be positive all the time. We gain market share when the, last year in the down economy. Yes. We gain market on our competitors. Yep. And we will try to continue to do that. Right. It, is it hard work? Absolutely. Of course it's hard work. But that, that's fun, though, then. Right. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Hard work's yeah. fun. Okay, for those that don't uh, know where to find yeah. Lexus of Edmonton, let us know. It's 170th Street in the West End. It's called Lexus of Edmonton West on 170th Street. Can't miss it, 111th Avenue. Bruce Kirkland, my guest today. Thank, Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. It's yeah. always good to see you. Thank you. I thought I'd have a rum instead of a water. <laughs> but it's said early yeah, in the morning. It's, it's, early, early, in the morning. it's early. We I have to have water. I was expecting a, a, a great guest experience here, and I got water. <laughs> Not even coffee and we'll Bailey's. We'll make it up. We'll make it up. <laughs> good to see you, Dan. Thank you. Take Thank care. you, Bruce. Right. Thanks for joining us on the Wealthy Retailer Podcast today. Again, my name is Dan Holman. If you haven't yet subscribed, please go over to thewealthyretailer.com and give us a listen. Thank you.